Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Today on CityCast Madison. We're celebrating librarians. Librarians' guiding principles are to promote free access to diverse information and challenge censorship. And right now, libraries across the country are facing calls to ban books. The American Library Association says book challenges are at a more than 20-year high, and Dane County is no outlier. All this week, Dane County Public Libraries are celebrating the freedom to read. It's Banned Books Con! And one of the country's most frequently banned authors will be speaking here in Madison. We sat down with Dane County Library Services Director Tracy Harold to hear what's happening. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Tracy, hello. Hello. Hi. So nice to be here. So nice to talk to you. Yes. So why celebrate banned books? <laughs> well, wow. I think I, I would say first and foremost, book banning has been going on for as long as there have been ideas, right? So the idea of trying to suppress thoughts and ideas and the printed word, which I really believe is is a really great way to experience the world in a way that you can kind of think about it and you can kind of roll it around in your own brain. You can bounce questions off of people you trust about the things that you're reading. It allows you to experience all aspects or many aspects of the world that you might not necessarily come in direct contact with. It just allows us to explore ideas. And banned books, I think in great part, are those books that explore ideas that have felt uncomfortable or outside of the norm or at one time were thought to be objectionable. And in many cases now, we realize, oh, those are great contributions to the canon of literature. So I think it's just yet another way to explore ideas and on our own terms, right? That's what I really love about books in general and libraries is that you get to explore ideas on your own terms. But not if they're banned and you can't get to them. That is correct. Right. If it's not on the shelf, you can't necessarily have access to it. Yeah. And you mentioned there's this spreading wave of book banning. It's coming back. Are books really getting banned right here in Dane County? So this is a really interesting question. There are questions about collections it happened in Wanakee. The Wanakee Public Library was involved in a, shall I say, a controversy over an LGBTQ pride display back in June of 2022. And that was discussed and there was actually something that was 
shelved in a place that a patron brought to the youth services attention. It was moved to a more appropriate area, to the more appropriate area that it belonged in. Then things kind of went quiet until a blog post in February of 2023, I believe it was, by or from Dane Undivided. And that created um, quite a bit of stir around displays in the library and what what should be in the library. There was never an actual request for reconsideration form, which is our which is the general library process. If somebody would like to object to something in the library, there's a process. We've always had a process. And so uh, this Dane undivided, they put out a, a blog post basically saying that they had objections to it. So it didn't go through the normal process. It was Dane undivided from what I can tell because I have looked at the blog post. I actually did reach out to to via their contact form to ask a little bit more about what where were they housed where what what was where were they it's a nameless faceless blog and what did they find objectionable what was the what were they calling out what's shared in the blog post right off the bat are and i think this is by design parts of the book that are meant to be alarming or to grab grab your attention out of context and then goes from you know that teen book teen content to talking about that there are board books and and children's books on display that represent LGBTQ communities and that this is all in with with the aim of of grooming kids at the library so that's what they actually call it in the <laughs> in the blog post is titled grooming kids at the library um and and grooming is a very very it's very dangerous and it's very specific and it is not at all it's very used incorrectly in this in this framework yeah so insinuating that the librarians um, put up this display to try and coax children into having a different sexual orientation or something of that nature versus possibly having representation for people who are LGBTQ um, or for people to explore, you know, people who are different than them. Exactly. Which is what the library does. It represents the entire community and celebrates the entire community. And so, and and if if there's you know everybody all the time walks into the, walk into the library, patrons all the time will pass things that they don't feel they're interested in, and they go to the things that they are interested in. So that's really that's really what the library is is about. We're not about taking away people's choices in terms of what they can read and the information that they can avail themselves of. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. What happened in, in Wanakee then? Because it, it there was this blog post, February 2023, and then it became much bigger than that and had consequences. So the, the library board actually did put out a, a statement. The Wanakee Public Library did put out a statement just reiterating what a library is, the Library Bill of Rights, and the professionalism of the staff at, at Wanakee just kind of reasserted that what the library does and what it is for the community. There was a lot of discussion on social media arenas from from my understanding. And this was also, it sounded like it was perhaps right around the time of, of elections. My understanding is that the kind of placement of this controversy was very pointed right around that time. And that that it was perhaps trying to affect. And it got embroiled, yeah. right? This this issue got into the election, and um, the ire that was sent towards the librarians, um, it got connected with the library, and so the books are becoming partisan in a certain sense. Right, right. We think about Dane County as not being a place where that would necessarily happen, but. There we are with with Wanakee. We we did see that happening, and it's happened across the state. Books have been challenged um, over time, immemorial, and li- libraries have dealt with those challenges over the course of time. Mm-hmm. And and movements for anti intellectualism, <laughs> just generally, or any you know scientist who brings forward a new idea. Yes, um, but. It, <laughs> I'm laughing probably because I'm just darn uncomfortable with it. But here we are. And I want to know what books are getting these questions, are getting these challenges? What types of books? Books that are reflecting diversity, equity, and inclusion. Books where uh, people of color are central characters. LGBTQ reflective books that are showing people living their lives, you know, being happy, being loved. So, and what one of our guests for um, for Ban BooksCon, which I'm, I, I know we'll talk about, but um, one of our guests, Ellen Hopkins, she's she's been mainly a YA author who writes in verse. Her particular book, and I'm reading it right now, is really talking about um, addiction and the sexual behavior of this um, particular character um, and what she becomes embroiled in. The book is titled Crank. All of those topics seem to be very, very, very hot right now in terms of causing challenges or causing communities to start to be talking about these topics and being up in arms about them. And generally what we find is parts of information are taken out of context. You know, somebody will be paging through a book and come across a topic or a description or a narrative or a picture that they're they suddenly focus on rather than reading the book from cover to back cover, which is what we we ask in our request for reconsideration forms. If somebody wants to challenge a book, we ask, have you read this book 
or seen this film or listened to this music in its entirety because it can be very easy to find one one thing objectionable or that hits you the wrong way and causes you to have this reaction of kind of revolt. But then when you take it in its full context, you realize, oh, okay, this is not gratuitous. This is this is very informational. A lot of books are about human experiences and challenging, upsetting, concerning things happen to humans on a regular basis. Exactly. Yes. So what happens when a book is challenged? I've had books challenged at, at the libraries that I've been a director at. There's typically a policy of how how we collect materials. We also talk about the attempt to represent all areas of the community, all interests of the community, the varying interests of the community. And we usually state something along the lines of what we what sources we tend to use when selecting materials for that library. So we do a lot of reading reviews from professional journals. And these are reviews that are written by people who who are reading and exposed to many, 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 many different books, right? This is an area that we're we're experts in. And and even we as as selection experts will turn to the experts who've read many, 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 many books on a particular topic to give it a, a good review or this isn't such a great read. You know, it's not great um, on its facts, or it's not great in its research, or in a fiction case, it's not a great narrative. We go to professional journals for those reviews, so that is all outlined in our in our selection policy or collection development policy. And then, usually, as part of that policy, there is a request for reconsideration. So, somebody who might object to a particular item can fill that form out. It, actually, they can go to staff first and staff will direct them to complete this form. And it usually asks for the person's name and where they live so that are they are they a part of the community, what they would like done with the material. Sometimes it's a matter of, I want it pulled completely from the collection, or sometimes it's, I would like this moved into this very specific collection. So it shouldn't be in YA, it should be an adult. It shouldn't be in children's, it should be in YA. And those all get considered and processed and... Yes, we really do try to listen to and hear the concern um, of a particular work. And that typically has worked very well. That makes sense. I'm glad that you explained that. That's really, that's really thoughtful and people probably, probably don't think about it before letting you go. Why do you think all of this is resurfacing right now? We're facing this kind of polarization of ideas. And I think also, given the fact that we we have the internet, this amazing internet and connection of ideas, but there's also a lot of, there, there are ways to float ideas and create chatter that in some cases, um, misrepresents what's really going on. And it also creates a way for people to be really vocal in a digital way that they wouldn't necessarily do um, in a personal way, face-to-face. That's what we saw, it sounds like, in Wanakee with this this blog. Exactly. I don't know that we're, we've seen the last of this, certainly not, not per some of the ALA reporting of, of statistics and attempts to ban books in schools and libraries. But I think if we just keep true to 
our role as librarians and who we what libraries do in communities that ideas and discussion isn't scary it can it can really be productive well tracy we're so excited um for the band book con thank you for joining us thank you bianca i really appreciate the the time to talk to you That's Tracy Harold, Dane County Library Service Director. For more on Banned BooksCon, go to our show notes for a link. There's a ton of great talks planned, so definitely check that out. And here's what else Madison's talking about. More strikes and solidarity. UW-Madison employees are planning to walk out today in support of their colleagues at UW-Oshkosh. UW-Oshkosh is laying off several hundred employees and furloughing others. The school has an $18 million deficit that it says is due to rising costs, declining enrollment, and inadequate state funding. The UW-Madison demonstrators plan to start their protests at Union South, ending at Bascom Hill, and then head up to Oshkosh to join their fellow UW staff. And while we're on the topic of UW, it's homecoming this week, which means a lot of things to a lot of people, including possibly to you. If you're interested in any of the related events, on Wednesday, Bucky Badger is hosting a family-friendly scavenger hunt. Thursday, you can fill the hill, i.e. Bascom Hill, with pink flamingos. And on Friday, the big State and Gilman Street Parade. If you're interested in knowing more about the homecoming festivities this year, check out our show notes for a link. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone you know who loves the literary truth tellers, Toni Morrison and James Baldwin. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then.